Ben.
see, I've seen, I've seen a couple, I've seen a trailer for the new, uh, game of, not, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Tolkien. Dang it, Tolkien. I'm Completely a, I'm a different fan. universe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Tolkien fan. I should be, I should be another Tolkien, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pre, this is a prequel as well to the Lord of the Rings universe. So, I've got some things to talk about from the trailer that I've watched myself, so. We got that there, too. And not just that, like, I'm also re-watching some old shows that I've watched in the past that I really, really loved as a kid that I think are still better than some of this newer stuff that we're getting. Yeah. Not, not very many good writers these days. I agree. Maybe no offense, but I'm just not seeing good the, the good material being brought out anymore. Yeah. Definitely better back then. But. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and, um, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, it shows that we've been watching. And I think also going to talk a little bit about multiverses because Ryan and I were just playing together as well. I was just playing as Batman. Yeah, that's better. I'm wearing my Ned Stark shirt. The North remembers. Yes. Yeah, winter is coming pretty soon. That's if we get a winter. Winter is coming. Yes. Oh Speaking <laughs> while you're wearing that, I was just watching Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring with Sean Bean. So, oh my gosh. He always does. He always does. In everything, he always does. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, um, I think I'm also going to talk about uh, another group of YouTube. Um, Another channel that just dropped, Ryan and I know it pretty well. We know who the four members are because we've seen them on previous stuff, but they've made like a new channel called Ogzog. Now I'm talking about those YouTubers being Atomic Mari, Sohiki, Lasercorn, and The Joven Child. Yes, yes. Big inspiration to both of us. Yeah, well, I would say like, yeah, bigger inspiration to both of us. And even Sm the OG Smosh Teams too as well. Like, what splits Wes, Anthony Padilla, Ian Peacock as well. Like, I mean, the new guys are all right and stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, they're not as inspirational as the original guys were. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think with uh, with that kind of top, with all those, I think with all our topics down. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. and I, this is also a this is also a bonus uh, conversation that Ryan and I are going to get into. Uh, we're going to probably put it in the middle of our. Uh, podcast as well. We're going to talk about like uh, what comics like outside of America that we're reading, like for example Shonen and stuff like that. I'm going to suggest uh, him and I'm also going to talk a little bit about my comic I'm working on too. But yeah. yeah, without further ado, I'd say we get right into it, right? Uh, yes. Our first and topic, like what brought us, what are our gaming origins? Or, like what was the first oh. video game or what did we see that brought us to our attention? Why don't you go first? Surprisingly, me, the first video game I ever played was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Really? First Back in 2007. Um, this is like real getting into gaming. The first video game I ever watched was, of course, Mario 64. Because I watched oh, my brother play it and Star Fox 64, which. Dude, man. Oh my god, man. One of my favorite games of all time. 
Those, those are, I, I'd say those were like the golden goose. Starbucks. Sixty-four. Right, so, so, for the first game for me, if you if you want to know, it was actually I watched my brother playing it because he we had a we still have a Nintendo sixty-four. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to sell that now, but um, I want to see if he can get a part to fix it actually because I still want to go back and play the classic again just because. That's of course, dude. Be. That's what the, that's what games were meant to be back then as well. Just play to have fun, not be competitive like they are now. Yes. Even though I do like the competitive side of things. Yeah, like, uh, cross-platforming, like, for example, like, multiverses is, it's fun, but it's not the same as what you're playing with your brothers or your siblings or, or your friends at home, like Mario Kart, uh, Smash Bros. Like, yeah, we need to go back to those golden ages. Like, that's, that's really where it is. I think first, first there's game I watched my brother play. First game I, I watched my brother play was Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time for the N64. Of course, man, that's a classic one. That is yeah. one. That is probably that is a legend in my opinion. I still remember the music to this day. Like I still have it in my head. Like yeah. Like I just remember. and I I think like my brother, my older brother, will always say that water dungeon is. Worst. It's like, oh yeah, Water where, Temple. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that was where I was like really inspired getting into video games. I never got the chance to play on the N64. My older brother always hogged it for himself, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the first game I actually played, I had uh, an HP computer back then. I still have the monitor for it. It still works. Um, but it was the first game I played. My mom and dad were like not really into video games as well. They really didn't understand that. Much like most people back then, they don't really understand video games these days and stuff like that. But at least my, my father and mother were like good with like age restrictions and stuff. That's why like until I was 18, I did not play like an M-rated game. But with the exception of a few that were just okay. Like I didn't have like a roster of, of M-rated games. Like I would say I have like at least five of those. And most of them are like cheat. Most of the games I have are E for Everyone and cheat games. That's it. Like yeah. rare, rare M ones. And so, but the first one I ever played was on the computer. It was Freddy Fish. Do you remember that, Ryan? Oh, we're going all the way back to those things. Not like, yeah. like a real game. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was for. It's for Windows, Macintosh. Now it's for iOS and Android, which I'm surprised. Then if we're going back there, I would have to say yes. Freddy Fish was my first video game that I ever played. Yeah, it was by, um... Where? Humongous, Humongous Entertainment. Yes. They also did, uh, yeah, Humongous Entertainment. They also did, uh, Putt-Putt. I don't know if you remember that, that as well. Yes, I played all the Humongous Entertainment games except for the Spy Fox ones. I, I, I never played that one. I never yep. played that one. And what's pretty great about some of their games is when you click, when you were in the Freddy Fish one, you could actually see hints from their other games, which are awesome too. I didn't yeah. know that. Because, like, I think, and I really liked the first and second Freddy Fish games. They were fun to me. 
like especially the credit sequences too like you could be interacting with the credit sequences too yeah like, my my humongous entertainment franchise was pajama sam that was like the oh, greatest I, I, fun i played one of those games i haven't played any other of the pajama sam games yeah but yeah i think freddy fish is just a classic it was really great. Like, if, 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 I were, if I were to see it actually, like, come back, I don't know which... Like, if they were to remake it into something else, like, just remake Freddy Fish, like, the first two games, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I feel like it would be really hard to do that as well, because those games were, like... And they're basically, they're learning games for you as well. And, and they were great for, like, if you have kids, in my opinion, because if you have kids, it's a great way to learn, like, puzzle solving. Um... Um, target practice as well, like, and, like, also learning as well, like, detective, a little bit of detective work for me, too, which yeah. is pretty great. So, I think that's where, like, my origin of, like, detectiveness and, like, learning comes from. My opinion, though, those games are kind of like Back to the Future, where nobody can touch them. If you touch no, them, oh, no. you're bad. If you rema remake them... I'm totally not gonna buy it, cause that's bad, yeah. and you should keep yeah. it the way it is. That's like saying if someone's gonna remake Jaws, I will literally say to them, "Go fuck yourself." That yeah. Will ruin that. Will ruin that movie. You the first one, even though it was a pain in the ass for George Lucas to make, it still turned out amazing. Steven Steven Spielberg to make. Spielberg, yeah, my okay. bad. Not George Lucas. I apologize. Okay, I'm going to put that in the edit. <laughs> oh man, dude. Oh no. It's going to be a Keeganism, I think. Anyway, but. Yeah, I think Humongous Entertainment should be left alone. Don't remake yeah. any of their games. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Freddy Fish a little bit if it's okay. Like, yeah. what was pretty cool is, like, you had to, like, move the mouse across the screen to go to the next area. Because. They didn't have the 3D environments that we do today. They just were 2D painted screens and stuff like that with special, a little bit of special effects. And that was it. Yeah, and they were beautiful. And like... And like, what what was also pretty great as well was like your inventory system for Freddy Fish was bubbles on the bottom of the screen. And if you didn't have any items in them, you could just press the press the bubbles and they would pop like, bub like bubbles. That's what I love about those games. You could click yeah. on anything and something would happen. Yeah, I, got, I gotta see it if they are free to download on iOS again. I would love to play that again. I think they're in a collection on Steam or, like, awesome. Switch for, yeah, like... Recent, recently, in the past couple, like, two years or so, I saw, like, when their anniversary came out, I saw, like, some anniversary artwork, I think, that they made for their characters in their games, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, I, but yeah, Freddy Fish, I like, I think I only played, like, I played four of the Freddy Fish games. Freddy Fish 1, um, which was, I'm oh. looking at them right now, The Missing Kelp Seeds, which was a great adventure. Um, Freddy Fish 2, The Case of the Haunted Schoolhouse, I still love that one. Uh, yes. Where you went around the whole schoolhouse and you like had to build a trap to catch this ghost, which is great. Uh, Freddy Fish Three: The Case of the Stolen uh, Conch Shell. That one I have not played actually. I've not played that one. Yeah. 
Um, and then there's Freddy Fish 4, the case of the hogfish rustlers of Bringy Gulf. Or, yeah, Gulf. Yeah. Gulf. I have not beaten that one still. I don't know how to beat that one. But, um, and then there's, I think, the last one, which was the case of the creature of Coral Cove. Yeah. That one I... Like, yeah, those games are legendary. They're, like, godlike in the yeah, entertainment. I was like, yeah. Entertainment games. And I'll be showing them to my kids if I ever have kids, so. Oh, dude, do it, man. That's a great way to get, have them grow up with, like, video games and cartoons. Like, it's perfect writing, perfect, perfect for the kids. Perfect like, for the kids, yeah. And, and what's best about it, I think, also, is, like, if you went through one playthrough of it, you go through another playthrough, some things are different. It yeah. changes it up, which is, that's a great learning system. Yes. It's like, it teaches you, like, there's going to be completely things different, which is amazing. Yes. Which is amazing. Quite amazing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I totally right. forgot about Humongous Entertainment. I'm yeah, they were, they I'm sad that I forgot. And I'm gonna do a Twitch stream of basically all at one time. Dude, if you do a Twitch stream, I'll watch it, dude. Yeah. Let me know. I wanna I wanna see you play. I played them all. I played all the Freddy Fish ones, but if you do the Freddy Fish ones, I will be there with you. It'd be like nostalgia yeah. for me, just ugh. Yeah, I may do, like, a humongous entertainment week or something. Yeah, we should, actually. And just put their logo, like, like actually do, like, a fake little, like... I don't know yeah. if you've seen their little logo introduction when the computer loads up the game and stuff. It goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Kind of, like, does a little effect, but it shows their logo and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and what was pretty cool, too, is, like, if you had one of their games, um... It would actually add on uh, a demo from one of the previous game, from one of their next games that they're working on right now, and it will say uh, whether or not uh, it say, "Hey, we can't we can't go this way because it's a demo." Remember, it's like, "Why can't we go this far?" Well, this is only the demo. We can't go that far and stuff like that, which is really really clever. Yeah, I love those games, and I hope I can play them again soon. But yeah, Humongous Entertainment's Freddy Fish. Uh, that's my first pick. What's your next pick, Brian? Um, well, since we're going, I already told you, um, basically, Freddy Fish, like, all the humongous entertainment stuff, and then when I was about seven, eight, nine, I went to my brother, and I was like, hey, I've been watching a lot of Call of Duty, you play Call of Duty, can you teach me how to play this? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I started playing Call of Duty. Nice. But I don't play. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't play it anymore because it's gotten bad over the yeah. years. I mean, don't, don't, doesn't anyone like play Call of Duty now just for zombies? I mean, me, no offense to any... Call of Duty players out there, but I mean, I, me and my brother, when my brother played it, he yeah, played the we just played the zombies and, and the versus mode. And we're not even, 
we're not even like big first person shooter fans. I'm not a big first person shooter fan anymore. Really be honest. Like me and my brother, I would risk my brother in like a like a local match and he would yeah. teach me how to like shoot and stuff. And that's my origin of the one hand play as well. Like that game was like that in Gears of War, I think. The first one. Gears of War? Oh, yeah. Gears of War. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Possibly one of the things that... I've got, like, three more uh, gaming origins of the PS1 and the RX that are yeah. categorized, categorized for me. Growing up, uh, I think around... When did Jurassic Park 3 came around? Like, 2004? Oh, uh, yeah. 2004, 2003. Yeah. So, growing up around 2005, when I had my computer still... My mom and dad, uh, they got me, I, I think it was mainly for my brother, but uh, we had, Jurassic Park 3 came out with three separate games, three separate computer games, Yeah. and the developers were jump-starting games themselves, so which was pretty cool. Yes. Um, one of them was Jurassic Park Danger Zone. Now, this game was my... It's, it's still my favorite, one of my favorite Jurassic Park games, other than Operation Genesis. Yeah. This one is by far my favorite Jurassic Park game. Is it the board game thing it's, that it's, you it's, keep? It's, it's, it's basically like how Monopoly Jr. did it on the computer, only this came first, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it was very, it was very limited. I would say of, of the three Jurassic Park games, it's the best. Because Dane, uh, there was one that came before it, I think it was Dino Defender, which was a platformer side-scroller with dinosaurs in it. And if you get caught by the dinosaurs, it would go into a kill screen for like three seconds, like, and the raptor opening its mouth, and then you're, it's black. Like, and you showed this on the podcast. I've shown it on the podcast, yeah. Ryan has seen it, and it's given him nightmares. Nightmares, bro. Yeah. Dude, ra the, ra the raptor death scenes are scary as fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, it's just, because it's pouncing at you. Um, yeah, but what I think what's really, really great about this is, like, it had different modes. And, like, this <sighs> is why I wish Universal, like, brought this back for Jurassic World. Uh, I will, I'll probably pitch that idea. I don't know. I don't know if I want to pitch that idea or not. Like, make this for kids as well. Like, yeah. what was pretty cool is, like, you could have, um, there was, like, this select card system where it, it was, like, the chance card system in Monopoly. Only it was you had to pick a card, and like if you, for instance, you got a Dino Attack card, um, you would lose a turn. Like you just lose your turn right up there. So it would skip your turn, so the other person would go again. Now if you got like um, you could get a Blunder Prize, which is actually called like your fellow Dino Defender darted the wrong dinosaur, and you get that sample of DNA. Now the goal is to get like you have a DNA cube, and you got to get it to four bars. And if you do that and you land on an entrance gate, you win the game. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say this. It's more fun with two people. Uh, that's, that's why I always played two people, but it was just me playing it. Because it made the game go longer and it was fun. We but, could um, probably get it on, like, the Xbox and, like, play it on the emulator. Yeah, we could play it on the emulator. We'd have to be together. Yeah. Then. You, you, you would need to do is, like, 
this was this was like classic old school back in the days where you had to use A, D, S, and W, and the arrow keys to control both trucks, which were basically your platforms, basically. Yeah. Like there was like, and some of these stages you needed to cooperate on it because, and you both earn points based on how you perform. So that's an interesting thing. So it's. So it's basically like Jurassic Park Mario Party. Kind of like that in a way, yeah. Only if you screw up, you could end on the in the first aid station from a dinosaur's lunch. Yeah. Like one of them is a uh, where you have to you have to seal a fence before a Velociraptor pounces you. Now, if you fail to get all of those, the Velociraptor he won't go through the fence. He'll poke his head over the fence to try to bite you, or he'll go underneath, depending on how many bars there are. But you have to get all those bars just in time so that he can't get you. And every time I was like trying to do that, because the music makes it tense as well, you're trying to get it, and you're like, wow, we made it. That raptor's not getting through. <laughs> and then and it just pops up. There's one where there's a call emulator, too, where you have to... Uh, calm a Spinosaurus down by playing by matching the sound to the sound box. Now, if you got it correctly, you get a Spinosaurus call box. Now, that's one of the best items in the game when you run into a dinosaur, because you want to use that the next time you run up against a dinosaur. If you really do, it's a risk and reward system. You'll get the mm. points, but you won't face the danger. That's the best part about that. But it's it's like it's filled with all sorts of mini games. You have to have certain numbers of items as well. They have, they even have a, a supply shed, which is pretty great, um, where you can like buy one item, and you have to, and you have to pick wisely too. Like you, ha there's a waterfall level where you have to have bug spray for bugs because yeah. guess what? They will instantly kill you. Yeah, giant mosquitoes, dude. I would love yeah. to watch a video where you play this game. <laughs> oh, there's like, there's a couple YouTubers who have uh, have put this game out recently, and I'm glad they did, too. Like, and it's finally coming back. I'm glad it is. Because yeah. this is one of the best uh, Jurassic Park games I recommend to anyone to play if they get the chance to. Totally. Uh, Alright, but that's my second one. What's, what's your next one, guys? Uh, next one is probably the, oh yeah, I, back in the day I played, like, the PS1, like, army men games, like, the green and the tan army men. Yeah? Uh, yeah, they were franchised for a while on the PS1. Yes, I think now that you mention that, there was, I played a game on the PS2 with my older brother or something yeah. similar to that, yeah. I, I like those kind of games, like Toy Soldiers and, uh -huh. yeah. Like they were colored green and one was colored the other color. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, and I like those games. And there, there, was, there was one game my brother played where we had to, uh, we had to be, uh, uh, we had to save a general's daughter, I think, or something like that. But, uh, what was pretty cool also is there was a mod for it, or a, I think a bonus thing you can unlock, where you could be a dinosaur with a gun. Yeah. It was pretty funny. And then, you know, all the Tony Hawk games. Oh, man. 
I played like Tony Hawk Underground and all that. Yeah. Yeah, Underground. Underground 2, I think, is better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I still like Underground, but Underground 2 is like. It was pretty funny. The story oh, what? the World Destruction Tour. When I say Tony Hawk Underground, that's what. The second one is what I'm talking about. Okay, so your second one is like Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's a good one, yeah. That's a good one to mention, because I was playing that too. My older brother was a master at it. He knows how to do it, because he skateboarded. Yeah. I never skateboarded, for the life of me. I never did either, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it was difficult back then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah. And then Monopoly on the computer, I played it on a laptop. And like, yeah, I played uh, I played Monopoly <laughs> Junior on the computer. It was fun. Back in like 2004. So. Right. This one is actually I want to get into some MMOs now because um, uh, there's there was one MMO. I don't know if yes. you remember this, Ryan. Runescape. Runescape. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ruinscape. Yes. Ruinscape. For the last two days, two people have talked to me about. It's still going, man. It's 20 Which years. Is crazy. It's still going. Still going. Like, like, fuck World of Warcraft at this point. Runescape is the way to go. Runescape is the way to go, yeah. Now, and yeah, Albion. I'm, I'm looking at the but, user right now. 9 out of 10 on Steam. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, on Google Play, it's 3.7 out of 5, but I don't use Google Play, so. It's fun. 4.1 out of 5 on the App Store, on Apple. And yeah. Okay, so he, I'll, I'll actually read, read some information about it. Ruinscape, sometimes referred to as Ruinscape 3, is a massive multimedia blah 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 blah. <laughs> game developed by Jack. Jack First released in January of 2001, dude. 2001. This game is over 20 years old. 20 years old. 20 years. Holy, I, I feel old. Holy shit. I feel... Yeah, old as well. I yeah, still play it from time to time. I gotta go back and play it, because it's like... Yeah, it was a game built with the Java programming language, but was largely replaced by a standalone C++ client 2016. So someone bought it or helped it, I guess. Yeah. 2016. That would explain why it's still going. Well, I think also isn't that a time when Java and Flash games were like not uh yeah well? like like they were they were they were going off and stuff like that. I remember like a lot of those were closing. Club Penguin was too down was. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I never got into World of Warcraft. I know World of Warcraft was big back then. Like, I was hearing things about it. Like, I, I could never do it because of the no. subscription service. Like, oh, my it's, it's ridiculous what it is now compared to back then. Like, my parents wouldn't let me get a subscription. 
So I just did the free trial for a bit and was like, eh, this is cool. You don't, you don't want to get the subscription. Like, I got the subscription for, uh, um, what is it, The Old Republic? I only did it for like a month and then I canceled the subscription immediately afterwards because I didn't want... It lasted me until the month, but it still was like... But it was it was fun while it lasted, I'll say that. I love my upgrades, I love my lightsabers and all that stuff. I got back into Warcraft for like a month and then I bought a subscription and never used it, so... I don't remember, like, I wasn't that big into the gaming industry, like, the companies and stuff. I was just into their games. I wasn't into the companies at that point and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Another one I have to mention. This one I've grown up for a long, long time with. I think you're, I think you'll like this, Ryan. Yes. This one is Adventure Quest. Yes. That, that game. <laughs> the, develop, the developer is made, is Artex Entertainment, LLC. And these guys have a special place in my heart, whereas a lot of people grew up with World of Warcraft, and I grew up with this. And a lot of people around me did as well, and I loved it. Yeah. It, it's gone, like, such a step up, too, from when I first played it as well. Like, step, like, I'm pretty sure you played it before, Ryan, haven't you? Yeah, you made me play it back in high school. <laughs> yeah. Because you were like, dude, you gotta get out of this game and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, because I'm the level 54 of human vampire with dragon slayer armor. Yeah. Um, you're still trying to this day with Adventure Quest 3D, man. Uh, I'm still trying. I'm not, I'm not logged in as much, but, um, yeah, like, uh, like previous games, I, it was a, it was a flash game. Flash-based, uh, single-player role-playing video game. Started out in 2020... Not, not 2020. 2002. So, one year, after, so yep. one year after RuinScape. Yeah. One year after RuinScape. Uh, okay. and currently developed by Architect as, as of March 5, 2019. HUBabylon.com, the game's hosting website, and the Babylon website game's homepage have an Artex rating of 54,521. I don't know what that rating means. No, That's I don't know what that rating means either. Right. I'll have to look it up. I'll look at that yeah. either while, while I'm talking about it as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it was like a single-based, uh, turn-based. And it was fun, too. It had a story to it, too. Yeah, it um, was pretty fun. <laughs> I but like mo most most uh, systems, like it, I'll talk about its, its later game, its, uh, its other games that, that Artex Games has recently done too. They've done Dragon's Fable. They've done a, co a couple of futuristic ones. Try to combine their games a little bit. Uh, Adventure Quest Worlds, which I really really loved. I think I got you into that too. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah you saw how cool my characters were. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> For someone who doesn't have a paid subscription at all with Artex, booyah! Paid, yeah. No paid subscriptions here. Yeah, like the like the payment system for, uh, I, I can't imagine what they are now. I'll have to look up with the, I'm gonna look them up while I'm here. Because uh, I have a second window open up. Um, yeah, like, you would be, you, there were certain things that were locked in the game 
that you had to be a guardian to play. And that means you have to play the winch, which is like, basically, and I'm going to quote the uh, Futurama scene. Shut up and take my money. Yes. That is literally, that is literally that scene. And if you can find that, if you can find that clip, clip it on the video version or in the audio version. Yeah. I'll probably do that. <laughs> but yeah, like, and of course, if you did, and there were certain, there were certain weapons you could get in this game as well that you could see previews of them, and they looked cool and stuff like that, or they had really powerful elements to them too. Like, I had, like, one powerful element weapon that was, uh, it was an ice sword, and, like, on a random chance turn, it would shoot ice beams three times. How cool is that? Yeah, pretty cool, dude. Yeah, so, but that would happen, like, random of luck. And when you get the guardianship, you have, like, a special, uh, payment system called Z-Tokens, which are kind of, like, special coins that you could get better equipment for and stuff like that. But I still love, like, either way of what it is, stuff like that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like, now, uh, of Arctic, let me see, let me actually see, like, how much it is to play this, like, they really, I really love the art of the characters. This is where it got me into fantasy, um, uh, shop and stuff like that. Alright, so here's the thing about it. So, for art, for Adventure Quest alone, if you want to do the Guardian upgrade, it's just for, like, one character. Uh, it gives you a Blade Summon and stuff like that. You can upgrade the character for $20. That, that's a bit of a different system than I've seen before. Uh, and if you want to upgrade the characters plus have an X boost, which I think this is only a certain amount of time though, uh, yeah, you're starting with three health and mana potions, which you don't get. <laughs> I need to buy more potions. Yeah, you can get up to 35 potions max. That's 24 95 probably plus tax for paying like over $25 just to upgrade your character. Uh, yeah, bro, these are like Fortnite prices. <laughs> are they Fortnite prices? I thought they were. Yeah, we're like skins. Wait a minute, are you playing Fortnite? Yeah, that's what I said. What? Wait, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you why you need to play with me. Alright, alright, we're pausing this right now and talking about this right now. Okay. What what's your problem with Fortnite? <laughs> um, the fact that it looks ridiculous. <laughs> Too ridiculous, on that fact. Yeah. I just I don't like that it's bringing in other genres. I mean, it's cool that it is, but I just don't see the purpose other than to make money. Dude, like it's fun. It's like Disney. It's like Disney buying Star Wars and Avengers. Of course, because everybody's doing that now. I mean, like, but even so, like, I don't find, like, that kind of game, the, the art, it just doesn't appeal to me. I just don't like it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't really, I don't really, I don't know why, I just, I can't get into it. I can't. Like, I, I it's cool, it's got <laughs> Dragon Ball characters and stuff, but that's why they have Xenoverse and stuff. As here. <laughs> All I'm saying is, behind closed doors, people are gonna talk. About what? <laughs> About the licensing and agreement issues that this game may be doing. Or well, everybody's doing that now. Disney, 
Fortnite is basically the Disney of gaming. map 
with the yeah. log cabins and everything. That was my oh, favorite those, map. Those were great, because, like, and especially if you had the maps, too, like, if you knew where the shortcuts were, they were great. Yeah. All the Need for Speed games are really good. Except for the newer ones. I want to say the last Need for Speed game I played was Heat. Yeah. That one was better. They brought back a lot of good elements. It was better. Story-wise, could use a little bit tweaking. But yeah, it's, it's basically crooked cops and all that. Yeah, stuff. though, Need for Speed Most Wanted is like the best one. Oh, absolutely. I will argue to the end of my days, the best Need for Speed game of all time is the original Most Wanted 2005. Original Most BMW. Wanted, yeah. That that BMW is my favorite Need for Speed Hero car because it's it's cool. It's the actual sound, and I know someone who's actually building one of those. Cause I think then they remake Most Wanted like a couple of years ago. Yeah, but it, it's not really like the same Most Wanted. Really. It's not the same, yeah. Like. Nah, it really was like a massive multi. It got rid of the car, car customization and stuff. They brought it to the uh, mobile games, which I thought was better on the mobile games. My yeah. I played it a lot. I played it a lot on the um, the uh, the iPad phone. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a lot more fun, I thought, because that you had to like pivot like you were moving a steering steering wheel too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I... like under underground and underground two. Underground <sighs> so much fun customization and free roam, dude. Free roam. Yeah, Underground 2 is like the best one other than oh, absolutely. Uh, Most Wanted. Other than Most Wanted. It's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, another, I think another game that uh, came out for that as well was Burnout 3 Takedown. Oh, I love the Burnout Oh, yes. Burnout 3, dude. It was awesome. Yes, but L3. <laughs> yeah, like I think there's one other game as well, Juice, which actually, this was the only racing game I knew that didn't have a uh, restart race button. Like you couldn't restart from where your race button. It, it was the game racing game that taught you how to drive and taught you how to bet how much money, like, or even bet pink slips too. Oh yeah, I played Juice. We talked about it on uh, the other podcast, the games we were like got playing. Really, like, like, you really needed to know how to configure your car for these kind of races and stuff like that, which was really interesting, too. Um, yeah. Like, it was more strict. It was more grounded, obviously, but it was teaching you how to drive. That's the thing. It was teaching you how to drive uh, in a racing game, which I thought was really cool. Like, you couldn't hit the walls so much. If you did, you would leak your NOS tank. Uh, and stuff like that. But, yeah. Some other notable ones are like Wii Sports. Yeah, Wii, Wii Sports is a classic. I mean, that's classic for because that's one of the yeah. first games that came with the Wii. I mean, as far as Wii games go, for me, that's pretty much one of my favorite. Me too. So, yeah, we're basically the same person. <laughs> kind of in a way. Holy cow. We grew up on like the same like video game kind of stuff. Which yeah. Is pretty awesome, man. That's why we click so much in high school, I think. But, okay. I think that's, but yeah, I think that's great. Like, yeah, not only you and me just clicking like that, which is awesome. Yeah. Because, like, I re okay, here's a weird thing. Like, do you remember, like, 
And this is kind of a side topic before we go into the next topic. Side topics. Okay. Like, yeah. Ju Juice had a uh, commercial that I think was uh, a band commercial. Now, normally I don't hear a lot about bands, but there was like a Juice commercial which was like. It was weird. I won't talk about it very much. It was a, it was a, it was for a viral ads of the world. It's on like ads of the world kind of thing, but it was I, made for like 2006, and it was a, it was just a really weird promo. I, I think in our like games, we regret buying topic a couple of podcasts back. You pulled it up. Yeah, I think I did. I, I don't know if I remember I did, but it was like, why is this commercial for a game? Something like this never really happened. Like, obviously, to promote its game, obviously, stuff like that. But yeah. But anyway, I think that has been like our video game, uh, our video game origins and stuff. Video like that. game so, history. Yes. Yeah. All right. So for next topic, I feel like what kind of like, because I've been reading a lot more Shonen stuff and rereading some stuff uh, that I lo really love from Shonen. So I figured, why not just uh, talk about like what stuff we've been reading or like what comics we've been reading and stuff like that. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. Alright. Do you want me to go first or you? Um, you go first because you're the common guy. Alright, so <laughs> the, the first one, the comic I actually ever, uh, the first comic I actually like ever read, this all goes back before you and I met. Uh, yeah. Way back before middle school, even. I want to say it was around the fifth and fourth grade, and it was. And I think this is still when um, anime was still becoming a thing for American audiences back then as well. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it was when Naruto Shibuden was coming out in English, uh, not in English dub, but English sub. So I was really, I was really hyped for uh, Naruto Shibuden as well, but. Yeah. A friend of mine, I forget her name, but she had a comic, and it was it was titled Rosario Plus Vampire. Now, if anyone has ever heard of this, this is actually one of the best shonen mangas in my personal opinion. Yeah, I've heard of the anime. It's really good too. I not really. I mean, I'm looking back at it. But you, as a manga reader, might disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, no, well, here's the re- I, I won't completely diss it because it's got some voice actors in it that they're, these are the first roles I've heard them in. So I can't fully, like, diss them for that. Like, that's the first time I've heard, like, Todd Hapricorn, um, Alexis Tipton as well, who are both iconic voice actors for me, so I've heard them. But yeah, um... I like Rosary and Vampire. I like the idea. It was. It's an interesting idea. I I, I, I got to look at like the description of it to kind of explain a little bit more about it. Um. Yeah. It's also on Viz Media as well. Um. But yeah. It's um. It's basically. It's a. It's basically as like a sci-fi fiction. Like. You know, like. Vampire in high school. Blah blah blah. Well, as, as the title suggests, it, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll read the summary. An all-around ravaged student, Tsune, can't get accepted to any high school, save one. But on his first day, 
first day finds, might be a little editing error here, the student body gains peer average at the least. Best of all, the cutest girl on campus can't wait to fling her arms around his neck. Wait a sec, are those? Oh wait, oh my god. It's a weird, stupid summary. But basically, it's about uh, a human who goes to a, a high school that's full of monsters, basically. Full of vampires, yeah. And uh, he meets uh, someone there who is a vamp actual vampire. And this was my first introduction to vampires um, from Japan culture, too, which is pretty interesting. Because I had just gotten off, like, the Underworld series, which... Vampires yeah. afraid of sunlight, the Dracula thing that we that I think we have said in our stories of Count Dracula and stuff like that. Yeah, rise of Vikings, all that. Yeah, all that stuff. And that that that's where I like really, really was like getting the first and like I did not know about this, but it's such a drastic difference from the first chapter of this. Because he made like two issues of this. He made Resident Vampire One and then two, which picks up later on. And uh, what's pretty great about this one is it does have, like, some flirting moments, but there are some cultural moments where I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, the Matrix now and stuff like that. Like, next thing you know, they're not just fighting in their monster forms. They, they've got guns and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this supposed to be funny? Uh, no, but uh, it, it, it's very fun. It's I, I, I always suggest this to anyone as well. Like... Basically, as the title implies, it is about, like, Tsune and this character named Boka Akashia, who is a vampire, actually. Now, um, of course, but when you look at her, she doesn't really look all that scary as the vampire legends go on. But that's because she has something around her neck, and it's, it's a cross, technically, but it's called a rosary. And if she takes it off, it shows her true form, which is a vampire. And she has pink hair, technically. But it turn but when she removes it, she does become a little bit different. Her body changes a little bit, and she has these red eyes, and they are, and they are red eyes. You can't really see it in the manga because it's black and white, really. But it gives you the idea, like, yeah, her eyes are red. Her hair turns from pink to silver, and it's just all around like a little scary. When you first see the first transformation in the first issue, the first chapter, it is like, what the heck? She is as can be and um but at the same time like she doesn't like hurt Sune as well like it is kind of like what the heck is going on here and stuff like that and he is scared when he actually sees her at first like in this form like but she doesn't hurt him as well because and she won't hurt him because like she because he's human technically and she loved the smell of his blood so that's why in like every yeah. almost every chapter she always sucks his uh bites his neck and sucks his blood it's funny, it's yeah. funny either way. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know like some of the myths have gone like um, vampires, if they bite your neck, you turn into a vampire kind of thing, if they suck you dry or something. Yeah, like that's the western myth. Like. Yeah. In, in, in this, in this storyline, um, it's just like he just sucks his blood. They make funny jokes, he's like, you're gonna suck me dry! And he actually does, they actually do make him look a little bit dramatic, like he's just rain dry of blood and it's like yeah. so much blood coming back and it's funny but oh my gosh it's it's great too it's got other um monsters in it too as well like they've got uh there's, there's other characters too which is cool there's Kur kurumu which is a succubus and that's that's where i first heard of the term of succubus 
Uh, that's an actual monster that can bewitch men just by looking at them. Uh, yeah. It takes the form of a beautiful woman and basically drain the life out of their victims. Just by giving them the desires and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, it, but it's like one of the, it's like, it's really well written for me. I, I would definitely put this on par with like any American comic because this is one of the best shonen mangas I've ever read. And read in terms of, in terms of pacing, in terms of plot, in terms of just all these elements. It makes me feel like I'm reading an Underworld series. If you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's like one of my first picks about it is like and it, and it like part two goes into so much more deep stuff like it's like crazy it's it, it's really crazy like that's why I say the anime version of this doesn't do it justice but yeah I, I respect that bro and honestly I'm gonna have to look it up for like Crunchyroll and read it like uh, it might not be on Crunchyroll, it might be on Viz Media, or on this site called MangaFuck, where it's free to, free to read too. I also have an app on my phone that, uh, I think you can download it too. Um, yeah, I honestly want to get into more manga now that I'm older. Yeah, Manga Man, manga, manga Man is the, the app I use, where I have like all selected uh, mangas that I've read and stuff like that. But, um, like, do you have any uh, com any comics or mangas that you've been reading? Uh, not that I've been reading. I have like the Avatar comic that I need to finish, and I've yeah. like been audiobooking a lot of things, but nice. I don't actually nice. read like a book. Dude, you gotta actually read my Calamity's Hero story on Wattpad, which is a written story. Oh yeah, it's, like, really yeah. I'll read that because it's yours and <laughs> Well yeah, like it should be like pretty spaced out enough for you to read and stuff like that for you. Yeah. Keep in mind I've got like almost sixty chapters and each one of them is almost like two thousand words. I still have like digital books that I have to read, like I have like a YouTuber I watch, I bought his book about anime. Uh, I think what's really, oh, one more thing about this. I think what's really cool, Ryan, if you notice later on, like, if you get into Rosary of Vampire 2 of this, the second issue of this versus the first one, yeah, you'll notice there's some, I think one of the artists that worked, I think the artist that worked on this, I think he was a part of Death Note, because I see a lot of Death Note inspiration in this. Like, yeah. the, the dramatic lines and everything that Death Note has, I see it in this, too, and it's great. It's like watching uh, the Death Note in this, and I like, yeah, don't get me wrong, dude. Like, I want to read more manga and stuff, but I haven't been a big book reader all my life, so, like... That's all right. Dude, I... Dude, for the longest time, I was not a book reader either, right? I mean, look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... To be honest, like, I did not know Dragon Ball Z. Well, like, uh, if there's one other manga I will suggest to you, unless you want to watch the show itself, which is about 700 episodes about the filler... Uh, Naruto Shibuti. Like, yeah. the first time I ever got a manga issue, I don't know how I got it. I think I got it in random mail by what But that was when I first, that spoiled, that moment, I think I was in fifth grade. That was, I think, before the moment that people were telling me that Jiraiya uh, dies. And I'm like, what? 
Master Jiraiya, the Toad Sage, is gonna die. Yeah. I don't believe it. And I was, I was so, and I was reading this too, and I see Naruto wearing this, this cloak similar to Jiraiya had, and these eyes are different. I'm like, what the heck? Sage wearing stuff? So when I read this, I had like no idea what. And I see these guys that are the had the Katsuki robes, and I see them like, who's Sage? I'm like. Okay, and I had to put this away, and I had to go back straight to the anime, because I was like, what the fuck am I watching this reading at this point? It's not genuinely Yeah, like, it seems with the manga readers and the anime watchers, like, you can't do both. No, no, and, that, and that's why, like, that's why, like, when I've come to some people who are, and that, that's like, for example, Attack on Titan, people are only watching the anime, they don't know the, the manga, it's like, and they're like, why are you waiting? And they're like, because I'm running an Attack on Titan story, and people asking me, why haven't I finished it yet? Because it'll spoil the fuck out of what's going to happen. Yeah. Because it is not finished. They should finish it with a movie, in my opinion. And I don't want to spoil anyone. Like, you can't like do both. Yeah. As much as, as much as I don't like... As much as I can't keep my mouth shut when it comes to spoilers sometimes, I don't want to spoil people much if they are so surprised by what it is because you get a crazy reaction. Like, as much as I love Demon Slayer, I do not want to read the manga because of spoilers. Uh, I don't think you, I don't think you really do. It's, it's kind of depressing a little bit. Because of spoilers. Well, it's more depressing, but it's also less flashy. No pun intended. Yeah. And Fault Table is doing a good job of that. They're doing an amazing compared to how I've been seeing some of the fights that they've shown so far in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, there is, um, this, uh, my buddy was cosplaying a character who has not shown up in the anime yet. Yeah. So that's why I was, like, really happy to see something different from Demon Slayer, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, like, much like those ones, which people have not read the material yet and stuff like that, it's very much a different story. Then again, you're also taking a, a comic book and you're trying to put it into a show that is ep episodic into like 24 minutes with with ads and stuff like that for at length of your average anime episode. How are you going to simplify things? How are you going to cut some things too? Yeah. What are you going to change differently? And like once it's over, I'll probably read the manga, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like manga, but... I don't want to be spoiled by manga. Well, if you don't want to be spoiled, I can suggest some that are already finished, if you want to read them right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mind reading it in the manga, I guess because me individually, I'm seeing and understanding it more going yeah. on. And like, it's kind of like you're going along with the story, so it doesn't bother me that much. And they use the same specific theme throughout anime as well, so it doesn't bother me that much. Like, for me, though, like, TV is, like, how I consume media mm -hmm. most of the time, so. Like, I've been wanting to read Game of Thrones, but, like, I haven't finished it yet. I don't know if I want to get into Game of Thrones. Pretty much I know what happens, but, um... And with I, the I, ending, I read, like, it's not I done. I've read all my brother's collection of Harry Potter. I've read, I've had to stop reading Christine because it scared the hell out of me. Yeah. 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 
I read all the Harry Potter books I have, so they're welcome. I have uh Sorcerer's Stone in my library thing. I gotta audiobook it in one day. I still have um the Percy Jackson series by Rick Gordon. Yeah. I love those books, dude. Me too. But um yeah, like th like other than that, like there's one I will another one I will mention. If you're really into musicians, Ryan, like listening to band stories and stuff, I completely understand what my father and brother are when they're into music now. When they listen to band stories, uh, Fuka is another great one to read. My it's finished too. Um, the anime is done. It's only twelve episodes, but it's not really the same. It 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 diverges off into something else. Like, yeah, like, more one-season animes and manga, like, I'm willing to read. Because, like, the big ones, like, Demon Slayer, probably Dragon Ball I can read because I've finished all that in ten seasons. Yeah, we, well, I mean, yeah, you and me, we finished all of our Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and all that Yeah. drama it's i'd say it's a mature one but it's basically like it starts out as high school kids and like the main character who's you he's he's on twitter believe it or not and he reconnects with an old childhood friend of his who is now a famous pop star and there is little legit like one reason she has like made all this music she wanted to find him again because she was forced to move because her parents got a divorce kind of thing you know Life stuff. Yeah, I know how that is. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's it's not easy. Not easy. Yeah. But um, but. yeah. So, and the anime like really makes their relationship really good. But there's another character that's really the main focus, and her name is the title of this uh, manga. And she meets him, and they both kind of come friends, and they go to the same high school together. And she says, "I want to let's start a band and stuff." And so he actually starts picking up a bass, and they, so it's basically like a love triangle in a way. It starts out that way, kind of, because the main yep. character, you, you, he and his childhood friend, which I think is Kurikikihime, they really loved the song, uh, a band growing up called the Hedgehogs. I think they were basically like uh, the Aeros, our Aerosmith, basically. My yeah, Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool and clever. I mean, they had, like, and they called each other's nicknames based off those characters, uh, based off the um, the performers as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and they portrayed the characters really well in the manga too, which they portrayed them much to the anime as well, much the way they look and stuff like that. And it's really great. It's a really great story of like, because the main character Fuka, she gets in an accident and dies. She got hit by a car and died, which I'm spoiling some things, but. It's like, because that didn't happen in the anime. I'll say that, Ryan. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the anime. It, they, that's, the, that's the focal point where they start to change a little bit for the anime. Which I was like, oh, that's different. Okay. So she's still alive in the anime? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's like, around, like... Why would you do that? Like, if you were make an anime out of the original source material... Well, I can't speak. I can't speak on 
the creator's behalf or anything like that. My guess is, like, let's give this a shot and see where it goes. And if people want a second season, we'll give them a second season kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I have to assume that because, um, I have to think because... Make money. <laughs> yeah, because this character, Fuka and you, Fuka eventually, she admits she's, she's in love with you because you has been kind, he's a good... He's a good guy, too. I mean, he gets off the... And it's... Like, they get all these other friends to help them become a band, too. Like, one's a drummer, one's a pianoist, one's a guitarist, he's a bassist, he's the vocalist. And they were eventually driven apart because she died yep. in that accident. And so he's like, no, I'm going to get my friends together, we're going to make her dream come true. And it really becomes so great, too. It becomes almost like as well as like she's with them as well like she is with them on, while they're going they're gonna go to the top they're gonna still make music and stuff and it really does explain to you a lot like what does it mean to become a band like you're trying to get in there what does it mean to get out there as well like you have to produce cds you have to come up with songs you have to have good writing for the songs you have to good, good material and how it sounds and everything yeah, I like that kind of show, like, behind the band kind of a thing. Like, yeah, and the manga a really those documentaries. And the manga does a really good way of describing all this, which is amazing. Yep. And it's it's really great for them. And, like, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll just say this, but the last, uh, I think the last uh, mm. two pages for the manga, or the last chapter as well, has them on a bus going around the countryside touring which is pretty cool yeah yeah cause they I think they're about like they're about like college level like 19 I assume I think so yeah yeah but um it, it's it's a fun thing like it becomes but the anime is like turning to more and so after like Fuka's death uh you meet another guitarist and a vocalist her name is Fuka too but the thing she didn't know is, and she later found out that, um, well, they both kind of found out it was very awkward. She is the daughter of the guy who was driving the truck that killed uh, his Fuka, his girlfriend's Fuka. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're going that deep. Uh, oh, that's going to be awkward. <laughs> and it, it was really awkward. It was, it was awkward for him. It was awkward for her. Because she, and like they were going to her, they were going to the, to uh, Fuka's grave to for memorials, like say, hey, we won, and they find her there, and she's like, wait, your previous your girl your previous girlfriend vocalist was Fuka Kichi, and they're like, yeah, and you said that, and she's she got so upset because she knew at that point, like she knew he was the girl that she was dating, dating and stuff. Yeah. That but, he, but he, when he comes to her hometown, she, like, quits and stuff like that. He says, I didn't come here to find you to talk about this. I came to tell you that I don't want this to bother our work relationship. I want to keep making music with you. I don't want you to blame yourself. Because she was still blaming herself for how it all happened as well. Because it's really complicated. I would get more into it. But it is, it is something else, man. It is. Something else. Yeah, what was that called again? I might look it up. 
Mm, I it's, called, it's called Fuka. F U U, two U's, K A. F U K A, okay. I'll, I'll really watch good. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll say this. Some of the characters that are in the manga now, they don't appear in that anime, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll yeah. read it then. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. Reading it is, I feel like, a lot better. It's, it's a lot more impactful than the anime was, because I watched the anime first, and and I'm like, is this is this what all these big band prints are going through now these days when it comes to CDs, records? Well, granted, we don't. I don't think we have much. Of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's much easier yeah. to get a band together today than it was back back in 2000. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, back then when like industries weren't as big as they are now and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I can't speak on behalf of that, but, like, I remember my my father and I, we were watching an actual documentary that they record, that was in-studio in recording of the Beatles uh, when they were doing their songs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, cool that? I like documentaries like that. Like. Yeah, which, is, which was really, really awesome. Okay. Was, uh, yeah. All right, so I think that's it for, like, a couple comics, like, I to Ryan, like, I, even though I went way off in detail about that, but either way, um, yeah, I'm trying to get get Ryan into shonen mangas, which are pretty cool, actually. Now, they're gonna be black and white, so... Right. Yeah, I mean, I know what a manga looks like. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you prefer dialogue, drama, or, like, any kind of, like, storytelling, there you go. Yeah, cool. I mean, and we've watched some of them already, so... Technically. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. I think this next topic is the topic we're going to talk about: what we've been watching and what we are excited for coming up. Yes. And I think we should first, think we should first start with House of Dragons. Yes, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. Here we go. Fire this is what I've been wanting to talk about the entire time. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go first on this since you got some stuff to work out. So this show is awesome. I know people are shitting all over Game of Thrones right now, but, you know, give it a chance and watch it. Just, guys, give this a chance because it's a prequel and everything. You don't have to. Say about it, Ryan? Yeah, the characters are good. Go ahead, Matt, go ahead. Just, just get it all out, man. Matt, all out. Matt Smith, who is in Doctor Who as the 11th Doctor, is pretty good here as the villain of the story, Damien, which is my favorite character. He's already your favorite character? Yeah. You can talk, bro. I'm just. No, 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 no. I, I want, I want you to get your thoughts out because I know you're pretty excited to talk about it. That's all. Go ahead. Yeah, it was cool. All the CGI was like really good, and the dragons and stuff. Oh, which. Man. When I first was watching all of it, um, I think seeing the dragons in this was amazing for me. Still, it still blows my mind for Game of Thrones. But seeing this dragon, I think her name is called Cyrax. 
Yeah. She's this beautiful gold color dragon. The horns are designed differently, which I really love. That, like in character, much like how Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal were designed differently too. By the way, yeah. R.I.P. Rhaegal and Viserion. Um, yeah. I still love Rhaegal. Rhaegal was still my favorite. I actually, other than Drogon, I love Rhaegal. I know everyone loves Drogon. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a black and red dragon. So, uh huh. But yeah. Well, I very much like, and it was very interesting. I was wondering where they were going to take place in the timeline for this. Because I was watching some behind the scenes stuff, or not really behind the scenes stuff. I think they came with the DVDs they put in the phone. Uh, they were kind of little bonus stories of telling of what was happening in Westeros, like when the Targaryens first landed in Westeros. Um, the fall of Valeria, when, um, when the mountain in Valeria just became basically what Pompeii was. What Pompeii yeah. is. Like, Volcano. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think you, should, you know what I'm talking about, right, Ryan? Um, no. I mean, yeah, but no, because I'm watching Game of Thrones right now, like, I'm on season one, so, like... Are you back on season one? I still have my knowledge of it, yeah. Uh, like, I've only seen season eight, so... I know how it ends, but I don't know the... run-up to season eight. How far are you on season one, is my question. Like, episode five, probably. Okay. You're a good ways in. I've been doing, like, TikTok of my recaps and stuff. I don't go I don't go on TikTok, dude. Or I can upload them to YouTube. Yeah, you can upload them to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. I know you don't, but you're never gonna TikTok because you don't believe in it, and that's fine. Not that I don't believe in it, dude. Who originally, what was, where did it originate from? China, I know. But anyway, that's not what we're here. No, but that, that, that's not not really why China. It was done in a corporation in China. China. Yeah. And even though, it was like bought, even though it was bought out, even though it was bought out, I still don't trust it. I have enough social media. Yeah, that's fair. Let, let's, be, let's be honest. Twitter and Instagram. <sighs> Back to House of Dragons. That's what we came here to talk about. I, I really, I really love like, cause I, I, like I was actually still like thinking like, was this gonna take place when Aegon the Conqueror was gonna conquer Westeros? Now we might still see that. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm just going off on a stretch. If we do get another couple seasons or something, I don't know how many seasons for, or how many episodes it's gonna be, but. If we do get a flashback, I would love to see a flashback of Aegon the Conqueror riding Valerion the Dread. We've heard of Valerion the Dread. We've seen his skull in the down below uh, yeah. King's Landing in the, in the crypt. Imagine that skull on that dragon. Imagine what that dragon looked like yeah. flying over Westeros as he conquered it. Yeah, this series is a really good introduction to Westeros for people like me because I've seen stuff, but I don't really know the context of everything. Yeah, what I'm curious about is the Dance of Dragons. Like, do you remember hearing about that? That's a bit later on, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm not there yet. A little bit 
for later on. Yeah, maybe maybe that might be a little bit later on, but I do remember like because they were also telling a little bit about like continuous stories of like the past as well. Like you hear it as well throughout Game of Thrones. Like you hear the past stories of like previous rulers and stuff like that, and it builds more character to it. But like it's the way that the, that the actors and actresses do it. It's it's it's, it's really amazing because like yeah. there are some which I really really love like and. It's just like hearing the Dance of Dragons was kind of an interesting thing. Like they made a whole like a video, but also like an audio book kind of way of telling you. They had like visual images and stuff to, to it as well. They talked about it. They had the dragons too. And apparently there was a lot going on with the Targaryens. Like there was a whole, I think, civil war going on, I believe. Now, I don't know if this timeline right now, if that's before or after that, or if it's coming up. That's probably coming up. But we do know that your favorite character, who has one of the most wicked-looking dragons, is a mutated dragon, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget what, I think that's Kraxis, I believe his dragon's name is. Yeah, Damon. Yeah, da I don't know what Damon is going to really do. I'm a little bit terrified of... He's going to just straight up just pull a Joffrey or a Ramsey. Well, the only reason I do like the character is I like the actor. I like Matt Smith. Oh, he's Matt Smith? Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Oh, really? What's going on? As the 11th Doctor. Oh, really? He was the 11th yeah. Doctor? Yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah, still, like... I'm still like pretty amazed. Like that joust scene was pretty cool. I don't know about you, but I like the joust scene. Yeah, I like the joust scene and the for the butt. Yeah, from yeah. like over the shoulder, like riding the horse. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? For the behind the scenes at the end of the episode, they were like, we wanted to give you some action, so that you you know that this is Game of Thrones again. Well, they have a budget now. We ha they have money now, and they. I think it's the same two guys that like they made Game of Thrones, right? It's not Dan and Weiss. No, I oh, I don't. Oh, it's not them. I don't think it is. Uh, if it's not, then okay. Good, because they they kind of botched that up. They kind of botched it up, yeah. For like oh, no, that. Um, for like the ending of the original show, I thought it was okay, but I, again, but I haven't oh. seen any of the context. Alright, pausing, pausing for House of Dragons right here, go to Game of Thrones a little bit. Yeah, Game of Thrones, I heard when season 7 ended, when that final scene happened, I heard, was reading articles, there were going to be two more seasons. Yeah. A season 8 and a season 9. But I guess, and I didn't hear anything else after that. But apparently, this was, they rushed it. That's why. Yeah, I heard that too. But you heard that? You heard it yeah, I did. I heard it as well. Like, I watched, like, the end of season seven. And then yeah. my first introduction was the end of season seven to Game yeah. of Thrones. And then... Dude, the night, the night, the night came on top of dead Viserion and the army of the dead just marching in the north, dude. That, yeah. that is the, 
that theme as well is scary, but it's just literally me and like people I've known staying quiet for that scene because you that's literally you're just watching an army of corpses just walking and it's just gonna everyone that's ever died and there will be more to come yeah <coughs> excuse me which is just crazy isn't it yeah it's like crazy how, like how fantasy does that get you yeah, and that's why I was like, whoa, this is cool, because of the, all the, you know, massive like fighting. I, like, I feel like this is, like, getting to be on the level of Lord of the Rings, but from a different point of view. Yeah. Which I, which I don't mind, either way. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, those those two creators, um, meaning no offense to the previous work that they did, I just really didn't like what they did with the eighth season, so... Yeah. I mean, I, there were some elements that could have been improved. Yeah, I then agree. Again, I'm no filmmaker. Then again, I'm no showmaker, so who am I to talk? Yeah, me neither, yet. <laughs> yeah, they, they supposedly know their stuff. They're going to accept the critiques and say, you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up, fuck you. And they wanted to do Star Wars, but they didn't, because Disney was like, nope, you're not touching Star Wars. I think that, I think that's why because because of the I, I I'm not I, I can't I don't know if, what the reviews were like for that first season eight if it was because of that and Disney was like we're seeing some bad reviews here nah your contract's done yep they were like nope we're not touching Star Wars at all <laughs> what would what would you think they would have done if they had Star Wars you think? I, I don't know but it would have been weird. Could they have actually shown incest on Star Wars, or like, or like yeah. any weird, like, yeah, Star Wars HBO, oh my god, what the fuck yeah. are they doing? And they were gonna, and they were gonna do a confederate, like, series, like, with the Civil War. Ooh, that would've been interesting. Yeah, like, uh, alternate history of the Civil War. Interesting. But I don't I, think... I, I, that was... Yeah, I don't think so. that's going to be going that way either. In the books either, yeah. Yeah. I'm really liking what some documentaries are doing nowadays. Putting, like, like if you're talking about history, you're also showing what could have happened or what might have happened at that moment, but trying to tell the story at the same time. But anyway, back to uh, House Anyway, of back to House of Dragon. Yeah, we're getting off topic. Okay. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, don't mean, I don't mean to get off topic, and I apologize, Ryan. So, but, yes. um... As for House of Dragon, for me, I am very much looking forward to what's coming next. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah. Alright, on to the next thing, which I really want to talk about with Ryan, is The Rings of Power. Yes, The Amazon. Rings of Power by Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yes. So, I watched the recent trailer, and I think there's a character that you and I know from Rings who's going to be in it. Who? Galadriel, Lady Galadriel. Oh, the elf lady from yeah, yeah. One of the one of the great elf elders. Yeah. She she's one of the she's one of the ones that has the rings of power. I wasn't impressed by the trailer, by the way. I was really? like, eh, it's alright. Keep in, keep in mind, it's still a trailer. It's still subject to change, if possible. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with trailers. The trailers meant to get you hyped, but there's still stuff that you can't. Nothing can replace Peter Jackson's movies for me. No. But I mean, yeah. I agree the, with that. And I think it's trying to do that, but which is okay. I, I I'm gonna try I'm not gonna try to get too critical about it. I'm trying to gonna just remember how like they did it for in the Peter Jackson movies. But just be like, yeah, this is gonna be fun and I'm gonna give it a chance. Like I'm gonna give it a chance definitely like and the Peter Jackson movies are there and I can watch them anytime I want to. Like, don't get me wrong. I love what Tolkien did with Lord of the Rings. Uh, I may not know all everything about it, but I want to really know about the Nazgul, dude. The Ring Wraith. Yeah. Because we, we know a little bit. I know a little bit about them from the Middle Earth. Now, the Middle Earth games did that because you fought the Nazgul, and I'm like, oh, we're going to fight a Ring Wraith. What is this going to be like? Because they're already banished from death. Because they're already dead, technically, and they can't really die. Yeah. That's a release from. Yeah. Like, I wonder uh, if they're gonna do, like, mention, like, telling in or whatever from the game. Uh-huh. And have him but as a character, that would be awesome. The only... Yeah. I think the, the only thing I would probably guess where this takes place in the storyline for Lord of the Rings, it yeah. has to take place around the first age, or the... The, to the second age because yeah. the ringwraith Celebrimbor who is supposed to be on your side it, who collaborated with Sauron the Dark Lord himself yes oh man like well he didn't know he was for, he's the one who forged the rings and he shaped the history of Middle Earth yeah yeah and if I remember correctly, if they do show the Rings of Power, I'd be surprised if they do show them at all. Like, if it's going to be them making, I want to actually see Calibrimbor forging those rings. Probably at the end of the season. Yeah, because um, it hopefully it leads right up to, like, Lord of the Rings, which is pretty cool and exciting, actually. Yeah. Mention here and there. Yeah. Because three were given to the elves, seven to the dwarfs, nine mortal men, men. Yes. and those nine men are the Nazgul yeah yeah it's but a sealed door well for the middle earth game I don't know if you know Ryan like a sealed door he was a Nazgul I'm like wait what how is he a Nazgul and his flashback explains that when he was killed by the orcs when they tried to get the ring from him um they brought his body back to yeah. Door and Sauron put on a ring of power on his finger and he's like, you will serve me for all eternity. And brought him back from the dead, literally. And, yes. Uh, and he gave him the ability to bring the dead back. Crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, basically, Talion sets him free because uh, Calibrimor was going to use him to enslave him and use him against Sauron, but he's like, I can't allow this. I have to release him. And then Calibrimor is like, this is not your war to fight. This is my war to fight. I'm going to take the ring. And then Talion, because he got his neck throat cut, he, he was going to die again. Cause, but then he realized, he's like, as long as I have breath in my body, my fate is my own. He takes a Sealdor's ring that fell off his finger, and he puts it on his finger. And 
I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna take a steel to his place. He's gonna become... And then the final credit scene that shows, they say that Talion finally falls and joins the Nazgul. I'm like, so he legit joins the Nazgul. So this is in the second game, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it was bound to happen at this point for him, because even if he had the Dark Lord's power, that's still the Dark Lord's power. Like, Sauron is not someone to underestimate. Yeah. He is powerful. He can dominate you. Yeah. Darkness itself. Like, he, he legit has the power of domination, which is crazy. But it seems like it, it seems like what they're showing for the Rings of Power is going to be quite an adventure throughout Middle-earth. Yeah, and it's going to be great to be back in that world. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, if J.R.R. Tolkien had, like, ideas for going forward or just ending storyline or just creating the world itself i actually like that people could like say what if the, it's a fictional fantasy world how do we stay in that element but all at the same time be continuous with the story and respect the legacy also yeah yeah which is i mean it's really hard like for and like say for instance i'm gonna say this again middle earth shadow of war you fight sauron on the top of Baradore. you fight a physical form yeah. of him but you can't kill him because that wouldn't make sense. And he cannot be destroyed because he poured his life force into the one ring that he had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when it went into the Baron Door volcano, which the ring where would be destroyed, he died. Yeah. In Return of the King. That's yeah. how he defeated Sauron. That's how they defeated Sauron. Yeah, they throw it into the fire of Mount Doom. That's and what the, the trilogy. Fuck Gollum, man. Fuck <laughs> he literally is Evil Dobby. Evil Dobby. <laughs> yeah, from uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about. Like, in Tolkien's universe and Lord of the Rings, the bad guys get dragons in uh, Game of Thrones. Eric, who was supposedly a good guy, uh, got dragons. But she wasn't. <laughs> not in the end. Not in the end. Dude, you, you have to see her whole story arc, dude. She, blo she blew up the entirety of King's Landing. Oh. oh, dude. But do you understand why she did that, though? I mean, it was just pure hatred, and I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, it's what happens when you're kind of like pushed to a breaking point. Enslaved and then pushed to a breaking point by your brother who your husband kills. Crown for king. Yeah, I've seen to that episode. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the first uh, thing I saw Jason Momoa. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, pour, poured hot liquid gold on it. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, okay, I can see that can kill someone, but I Crown fuck. And then when you hear his body hit, it's just like a, a the sound of gold hitting someone. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. That was a good episode when I watched it for the first time. Oh, I will oh. say this, Ryan. You got more to go through. You got more to go through. Like, I watched season one, like, to episode five many times, like, to that episode, but, but 
I haven't gone through the rest of it. Yeah, you need to go through and continue. You need to continue watching, boy. I am continue watching it slowly. Because it's big. It's a big show. trailer which is not impressive you weren't very much impressed with for rings of power so i have to dominate you so ryan well i did like it i just didn't it wasn't like the first couple of movie trailers where it was like we have to see this like this is revolutionary at the time you will serve the dark lord now for your insubordination Suffer me now. <laughs> no, better yet, I will banish you from death, Ryan. This is not such a match. But yeah, those two I'm really excited to actually like. I'll, I'll, I'll give Rings of Power or a watch. I'm really excited for it. Like, I'm really excited to see. Like, if, I'm, if I'm giving House of Dragons uh, a chance, I'm, I gotta give this a chance. How they um, tell the story of. Before Lord of the Rings. Yeah. By the way, I want to say, I don't know if you noticed, Ryan, uh, Cyrox decides when we first see her land with, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh. Is it actually Danny's mom? I, I think it will be. I think we will. Like. It'll reveal itself in the show, like, yeah. at the end, like. This Maybe is Daenerys' mother and we'll be like, holy crap. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. But uh, either way, her dragon is Cyrax. Yeah. She is the size of Drogon when Drogon entered the fighting pits to save Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah, that's her, that's her size now. Now, could she get bigger? I'd love to see her get bigger because I love her design. She, she, her color and her look reminds me of one of the Aragon books covers. Because I know they used a gold dragon for one of those cover books. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, I'm looking forward to those. So on to like another show that I'm watching, Ryan. Um, yeah. I am actually watching Inuyasha again. Yes. Uh, and I've I seen a couple episodes on adults. Cartoon Network back in the day. Yeah, it was back in the day. Yeah. When it was on. <laughs> uh, I liked it. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. But I never, you know, had the inkling to watch it, I guess, but now I, I probably have to because you're watching it. Uh, it's, really, it's really good. Like, I mean, it's got a couple seasons to it. I think it's got like six seasons to it. And, yeah. and a couple movies too. It's pretty good. But I'm watching it all up to watching its uh, sequel series. Uh, I think Yashihime, Half-Human Princess. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. There's a sequel? Yeah. It's like yeah. 20 years later. Why would they do that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, but I didn't expect it. But... I really, really love, love, I bet, I saw, like, it was going to be, like, the talk of, like, Inuyasha's daughter, and I'm like, oh my god, he has a kid? That's going to be fun. Yeah. 
which is pretty awesome. But yeah. I mean, yeah, other than that, it's been pretty cool. Um, actually, can you hold on for a minute, buddy? I gotta use the restroom real quick. Yeah. 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 Just keep it going. I'll be right back. Keep it running. Yeah. Yeah, it'll Hi everybody, I'm Ryan Wolfgang here. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I hope you've been enjoying it so far. And yeah, it's a nice podcast today. How are we all? Another show that I've been watching is... I watched in a single day Legend of Vox Machina uh, Critical Role's animated series I'm probably going to have to repeat this to key in but yeah I just wanted to talk to you guys and uh, oh. alright I'm back <laughs> alright I filled the air for like yeah. 5 minutes Oh, you filled the air? <laughs> I was just Sorry, talking to, to the audience. It was just oh. like... okay. <laughs> I used my my very white voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, but yeah. This is yeah, kind of a I'm not really watching yeah. anything like new. I'm actually going back and watching some old stuff that I used to watch. I find that just more enjoyable for me. Can I recommend you something? What's up? You can, I recommend to you, if you have Amazon Prime, you should go watch um, Critical Role's The Legend of Vox Machina. It's an, anima- it's an animated series based on Critical Role. Really? They made an animated series. Well, I imagine with like it becoming popular on like the web now, I, I can only imagine, yeah. Based on like the camp first campaign arc that they had with the Briarwoods. Like oh, it's the vampire arc. Oh, awesome. It was really good. It was good animation, everything. So I gotta check out I gotta check that out. That's awesome. I think you would like it. That's awesome. I gotta check that out. Yeah. I watched it in a single day, so. Yeah, I, I recommend to you if you have Disney Plus, watch yeah. the uh, Spider-Man '90s cartoon. Yeah, I've been watching it. <laughs> Cause that was my series growing up. I had the DVDs. Oh, dude, I I watched uh, the later series. I I watched that show, but I watched the later season or uh, later on where. Spider-Man actually goes to the future. He has like a new suit too. I actually see on his suit where he has like web lining so he can like glide like this with his arms out. 
and then there's one where he actually has a cape and it's like spider threads, which is pretty cool. I'm like, holy cow. And he has like a cloak ability. I'm like, did this guy go to Tony Stark? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, okay, cool. In the movies. <laughs> but, anyway, any other things? Or are we uh, good? Um, as far as shows go, um, Oh, have you been watching Gargoyles yet? Uh, I gotta watch Gargoyles. Actually, like that came across my mind the other day. Yes, Gar Gargoyles. Oh my God, one of the best badass '90s cartoons ever. Cause I was looking for more badass animation like like that show that I watched. Yeah. And I have this. Yeah, if you have Disney Plus, it should be on there. I do have Disney Plus, so I'm gonna watch it. By next Dude. podcast. Alright, by next podcast. Actually, how many seasons is it? I believe two. Maybe, okay. uh, maybe a third one. But the second season is longer, but it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh. watch, like watch, watch, watch the intro. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, a, it gets you hyped, pretty much. I'm gonna watch it. Cause I've been looking for more like cool animation. Oh, it's it's like it's great it's great for its time in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, cause I love um. Yeah, I, I love the gargoyles. I like the stone by day, warriors by night kind of thing. I'm like, holy crap, it's so cool. It yeah. Yeah, other than that, I think we got all to get out of the way. Yeah. Right? Had a great conversation about it. For about, like, over two hours, I think, we had Yeah, two hours of podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was good to be back. Good to get all that, like... Yeah, it was good to be back. Good to have you guys watching and listening. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Ryan and I have discussed that we may be doing some Freddy Fish or other games by the uh, Twitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twitch and stuff like that. So I may pop in and or what, uh, pop into Discord and say, "What the heck? Oh my god, this is awesome!" I know. Yeah. I might do it for Halloween. Maybe I don't know. Spooky. Yeah, that might be an that might be an interesting thing. You'd be the detective, and I'd be your uh, vice partner. Partner detective. Now, now all I need is like a fake pipe, and I'll be good. Shut up, come. Yeah, I know, right? Come on. I mean, hey, Adam and uh, Lord of the Rings too. You should cosplay as Shut up, come. I have been Ryan Wolfgang, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Alright. Uh, this has been...